Hey guys, Ryan from the Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you ahead of round 24. Plenty of big team news and captaincy news, more importantly, to talk. And we did that on the SC Playbook podcast on Tuesday night over at Bloke Studios. I was lucky enough to join Timmy Williams and Matty the Waterboy to talk all of the implications of vice-captaincy and captaincy choices heading into the new week. So here's a snippet of that chat. For the full episode, head on over to the SC Playbook podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts or simply search SC Playbook on YouTube. Enjoy this snippet. Like we say, uh, always a pleasure to talk Supercoach with Timmy Williams and always good to catch up with Matty the Waterboy. Nico Hines versus the Titans at 9% captaincy. This is among the top 10% of overall Supercoaches. Now, he is coming up against the Titans at Shark Park. Day game, I believe. Uh, 6 p.m. Friday. 6 p.m. game. So he's coming up. Nico playing on the right comes up against the left edge of the Titans, which is significantly their better defensive edge. However, Nico plays both edges. Yeah, he's like a fullback. Like, I think he got his assist both on the, the other edge last week, didn't he? Yeah, he's a he's that sort of Hughes style, you know, fullback turn halfback that plays both mm. sides, can float when he needs to, when he wants to. Uh, just some numbers on Nico against the Titans in his career, 76 points per game average. So, look, if he gets that this week, you, as a vice-captain, you're not looping that. Um, but at home, and I say home as in as a, uh, as a Sharks player at Shark Park, 16 games, 102 points per game. So he's Bradman. Like, he walks out, he scores 100 at, at Shark Park. So said, He's been doing it against largely good teams. And, mate, the big one with Nico is uh, – I'll get his numbers up, but he, he's like sub. He's sub fifty percent ownership now. This is right. This is arguably the best player in Supercoach. That's the thing, though, when you have those options that were playing and, and playing well in Johnson and now Cleary since coming back, and I know when some went to yeah. Moses around Origin time that, that have hung on to Moses. Uh, I've had a, a whole heap of questions on the um, Supercoach three six five podcast the last few weeks, and all the questions have been. You know, Nico to SJ, Nico to Cleary, Nico yeah. to someone. That's and the my question answer, there every week, has it been? My Nico, uh, sorry, my, my Nico. My answer to Nico <laughs> has always been no, hold Nico. He's the best player in the game. He has been for two and a half seasons. So, yeah. So, okay. So he's 69.2% among the top 10 ranked teams, which means Nathan Cleary's at 84.2%. So we go down to Sean Johnston, Johnston, Sean Johnson at 40%. Yeah. So he's still the popular, or one of the most popular halfbacks ahead of SJ. Mm. But yeah, for me, I like you're probably not going to captain Nico here on Friday in a Friday game. I wouldn't think. So my question then becomes: At what point is he loopable? Like, with I don't think Ponga is getting 180, but you can easily get a 140 or a 130. Am I going to get greedy? Am I going to double that with Nico on a Friday, mm. or do I just wait and hope and hope others loop? A nice zag when they zig or zig when they zag. I like it. I, I, I'm, I am a little bit surprised that he uh, that he's the second most picked, but God, it's tough. Latrell Mitchell up against the Dragons. Day game, 4.4% ownership. Doesn't really have a preferable side, Latrell. He can go either on his day. It's almost like what he prefers. You'd argue probably the left is his better one. But at the start of this season when he was going well, it was that right edge was doing a lot of damage down. Mm-hmm. My concern with Latrell is firstly the the bunnies form a little bit, but not as much that because I've said this a few weeks in a row, but just expecting a bounce back. 
It's just their lack of middles. They're coming up against a Dragon side who, to their credit, have been pretty good the last month or so, mm-hmm. at least resilient enough. The lacking of middles concerns me for them. What are your, what's your take on Latrell? Success leaves clues with Latrell, I feel. So I'm going to take you back to <laughs> last year, mm. round 20. They played the Sharks away. He scored a 52. After coming back, what was the injury he had last year, Matty? He came back after a long injury. Was it uh, hamstring? Oh. Yeah, last yeah, he, year. He did his hammy. He, came, he went to America. Yeah, he did right. his hammy against the Dragons in about round five. Came back against the Eels in about round 17. You're right. Round 22 against the Dragons. He got a super coach score of 22. So there's your uh, literal uh, stats via Matty the Waterboy. <laughs> uh, but let's fast forward. So he comes back in round 16 at 99, round 17 at 93, round 18, 136. He came back firing. The Sharks managed to stop him. And why I think this is important, the next week, he didn't play at Barlow Park, So, he, but they did play at – Sunshine Coast Stadium. Mm. Day game against the Warriors, who defensively were probably on par with what the Dragons are this year, 152. The next week, 115 against the Eels. The week after, 105 against Penrith. So out of all of that, I'm just saying, don't panic sell Latrell. I think he can go huge this week. I'm not panic selling. No, not you, but some will. Some will. Some Some will will. look at that game against the Sharks. He might look disinterested. What about panic captain? Well, I've done that the past two weeks, and it hasn't turned out for me. But that's the thing. Latrell, he's got that 100 in him. You know when he gets in that mood, when he starts smiling, the opposition are in big trouble. And that's the thing. He doesn't have the 100 in him. He's got the 170 in him. Like yeah. it, it's, You know it's coming, but oh, – and that's what makes him so enticing is that the Bunnies have had a few down weeks. The trail by his standards had a few down weeks, but he's also come back from a massive injury layoff. It just makes him all that more enticing because people will be straying away. Yeah. Sean Johnson, a player that neither of us are owners of now – 150 last week. When it happened, you were just going, knowing that the majority had Nathan Cleary, that was probably not going to be the massive impact, but Nathan Cleary tunned up and you're just sitting there going, Nico, just ton up. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big ton. Just get get like 100 on the dot and it'll offset a lot of that damage. He did. Now, this is the big run home. It's Cleary versus Latrell versus Nico and – sorry, Cleary versus Nico versus Sean Johnson and more specifically Nico versus Sean Johnson. And Sean Johnson wins round one yep. by a decent margin. 50 points. Does he keep it up against the Tigers? It is a Tigers home game being played in Hamilton, I believe, in New Zealand. 5.30pm. He goes – he's another one who does play sort of both edges a little bit. He's 4.5% captain at the moment. Uh, the left edge – yeah, so both edges at the Tigers are both pretty brittle. So – What's your thoughts on SJ as a captaincy option this week? So this is Saturday, 5.30 Sydney time? Yep. So we're looking at a, a, night, a genuine night game in Hamilton Saturday mm. night. Good shout. 17 degrees and raining in Hamilton. So just take that into consideration. SJ had averaged about 400 this year if it stopped raining yeah. in New Zealand. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like th- These are the things you've got to think ahead, right? Particularly with your vice captain. If you're planning to vice SJ and you haven't looked and you, you, know, you turn on uh, you know, the TV on Saturday – uh, evening and you see it's pissing down in Hamilton yeah. and you don't have an interest in Cleary or Hines who have come before him, suddenly you're playing from behind. So just con- consider that. Um, how were you feeling last Friday about 7.30, 8 o'clock, what, Johnson's banged out of 150, you've just spent the last two and a half days telling people not to buy him for Nico Hines. I know how I was feeling. It wasn't good. It's funny because it's like I'm so comfortable more often than not in my decisions yep. and even when that happened I was like I trust – Nico Hines to go well and yeah. maybe not 150, obviously, but to, to bounce back and, and somewhat do it. And the 
even if he was I was thinking, all right, mate, ton, triple figures, mm-hmm. let's do that. And then we can make up the extra fifty points in the back on the run home. <laughs> but I'm sure a hell of a lot of other people who followed my advice, if yeah. there's anyone out there weren't thinking the exact same. So look, I, I was very relieved when uh, when Nico did go big, but and I'll stick by it. I'll stick by it. I think that Nico can make up those. You know what? Another big part of it was that I found it to be a very sideways trade. So he does have to – because it cost a trade to go across to him, he Mm -hmm. has to beat him by, you know, to make it worthwhile, what do you reckon, 150 on the run home? Yeah, probably. And he's got the fixtures to do it. He does. But for me, and I can only ever speak for myself, I know you probably Mm. do the same. In my situation, I couldn't do it. And, again – the sample size, you've got to look at the last two and a half years, not just the last probably two months with Hines versus SJ. And, uh, yeah, as I said, SJ in the race. So there was them two. Check the, the weather when it gets closer to the game day, but there is rain forecast. Now, we had that South Sydney game, torrential rain, to be fair, but 20 mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. And then the other real wet weather game was against, who was it there over in NZ? The Sydney Roosters, and he scored 31. So there you go. You know, you speak about making 50 points back on last week. You could make 80 points up this week. Could be up. So swings, swings and roundabouts. It's a fascinating run home, those halfback. 